Yeah, I mean, until we get some kind of intro music going, I guess I'll just start this bad boy off with space anime. <laughs> What's huh? it about? Part two, space anime. We're going over episodes three through seven today. Uh, as usual, I am Ty Tuesday, and with me is... I'm Gio. I'm Kubo. All right, Rad. Shall we just kick it? Shall we just get right to it? Mm-hmm. Shall we? So just... Yang is a couch sleeper. Apparently, that's my note. <laughs> I, st- I stopped taking. I stopped taking notes after that. But that's the only line I've got. Yang, couch sleeper. Yeah, it opens yeah. on uh, his in his home, and he's chilling on his couch, and we're introduced to Julian, who is his page buddy, assistant guy. Mm-hmm. They don't really explain it what he does like, yet. Like Yang is kind of his guardian, is yeah. what it seems like. Like it's kind of just. For whatever reason, Yang is taking care of this kid. Um, and yeah, Yang's in his house but sleeping on the couch, which, like, Yang seems like he just falls asleep everywhere, so who cares? Um, mm. One thing, the cat in here whips ass. That cat is so good. <laughs> He's, like, got this weird, like, semi-chunkiness to him. It's like He's a, a beefy boy. <laughs> He's a beefy boy, but he's also puffy and charming. I like that cat. Um, so yeah, the, the <laughs> it's great. The de- Secretary of Defense is just immediately yelling and like calling for Yang because they want to do a big ceremony to celebrate. Yeah, he overslept his own award loss. ceremony, which mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. Yang Wenli of him. It is very Yang Wenli of him, and the Secretary of Defense basically just straight up says, "Hey." Um, Tell that idiot to stop being sick or wounded or whatever because he knows it's bullshit. Because he's like, yeah, I heard he was barely hurt. And yeah, no, he was barely scratched. Fucking wiener. Still oh, yeah. the same Yang I Wenli. I can't attend the ceremony. I hit my head. It's 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 not that bad, but it's it's a head blow. So, you know, that's yeah, the dangerous stuff. Yeah, watch out for those. Yep. You know, I can't, I'm not supposed to fall asleep for like an hour and a half in <laughs> this ceremony. <laughs> Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not coming. <laughs> uh and immediately gets offered some some tea, and when asked, do you want milk, Yang says, brandy, because it's just one of those days. Apparently, when Yang is at home, he is much more down to drink, which is mean, good on him. Yeah, Even when he's sense. not at home, he's down to drink. Mm-hmm. So uh, the um, the award ceremony is going off, and we see Trudent, the, uh, the Secretary of Defense, talking about how 1.5 million people died, and that we should all... You know, respect them for giving up their freedom or their lives to protect the freedom of the planet alliance yeah, and all that. Yeah, it's like hooting and hollering about yeah. the motherland and how honorable it is to have died for the freedom of the motherland and all this shit. And it's, yeah, a hot bunch of garbage. It's great, though, because uh, Yang like kind of sits up and turns on the television and starts roasting him on his TV on the couch. Uh, the award ceremony he's supposed to be at. <laughs> but um, we're introduced here to uh, Jessica who, again, was uh, Lap's uh, fiancé. Uh, she kind of strolls in and crashes the whole party. Uh, no one kind of checked her at the door. She just walks straight down the aisle and starts yelling at Trude and asking him where he was during this whole battle. Because, of course, Bone you know, spurs. Bone spurs. Yeah, bone spurs. He, of can't, course, he wasn't fighting at all. And uh, this upsets him, and he calls on the guards to drag her out. Mm-hmm. And Yang sees this and is just like, Oh, fuck. And then gets a call from Dusty, who's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and they immediately, like, we gotta roll out. We gotta deal with this. Jessica's in a shitload of trouble because they know that uh, the Secretary of Defense, uh, was it, is it Trunant? Yeah, Trunant. Yeah. Trunant, yeah. yeah. Um, he has a task force just entirely on hand of some extremely patriotic supporters yeah, who are willing to maybe work outside people. the law. Yeah. Just a goon yeah, squad some, who beat people up and kill them. No, they're patriots yes. that are getting rid of all the traitors who think otherwise of the government. Yeah, they basically, when they show up, because they start chasing her, uh, they just say, like, hey, you know, we understand, we sympathize with your pain, but uh, what you did at the ceremony, kind of can't let that one slide, so uh, just going to start handling that in a minute here, <laughs> if that's cool. Um, yeah, just immediately starts threatening uh, Yang and Dusty do some hot Tokyo drift action through the crowd, not giving a shit, and grab her and just immediately bolt. Just immediately get the fuck out of there, because they know what's going on. Yeah. I still really like how, even though there's this, this is a huge um, sort of ceremony, when she goes outside of this huge building, there is nobody around, and there's just 
nothingness off in every direction. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was the animators just being lazy or if they were, in fact, made a parking lot for 30,000 people and everybody took the train. She goes in a back alley. The building doesn't have a back alley. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they drive home, and the PKC, I think they call them that. Um, the, the KFC, yeah. Yeah, the KFC. The PK- yeah, it's the Patriotic Knights Club <laughs> or something. Yeah, they follow him home and they start uh, breaking his house by throwing shit through the windows and they try throwing grenades yeah, in there. The, they escalated really quick there, where they just immediately went from, "Hey, we're uh, you know we're some nationalists. We're clearly pretty shitty. Clearly, no one wants to you know deal with deal with us." And Yang even says directly, "We know who's back. Like, why call the police? We know who's backing them. Yeah, you know, we know this is." the secretary of defense's personal little secret police well, we're was, aware of what this is that was one of the interesting things they're using this to kind of establish just how much of a weasel and how powerful trunicht is because at first they go to dusty's place or they go to a hotel and the goons are already there and you know they track the license plate and they immediately knew who everybody was and then yang's like yeah. we'll go to my place i basically live on, on a nice campus they're officers you know they aren't going to start shit there and sure enough they start shit there. they start shit there yeah because they straight up yeah they run the license plate they're like oh that's the hero yang wenley oh he was friends with lap mm, he might be a traitor too guess we're gonna have to go fuck with his shit and it brings uh, up an in- then- interesting point that uh, Giup said there is that they thought they were safe on the campus, but uh, Yang actually makes a comment that nobody else there helps them because they, you know, they're all scared of the PKC and they don't want to uh, interfere and get involved. So mm-hmm. no one's standing up to them. And this is kind of the first time we have a very direct on the nose presenting of the point of like this secretary of defense is obviously in power because of the war so he has a very clear vested interest in the war continuing yes but you know he's not involved in the war so he has no reason to ever stop it and he has no family in the war because jessica doesn't just say where were you she brings up where was your family because my fiance was up there and you killed him super great where was your sacrifice you know you double talking piece of shit uh, and then, so back at the house, though, Yang pulls another hot stunt because this boy <laughs> is just made of moves. Apparently, he just pulls it like an auto fire hose. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's it a like a fire extinguisher, but it looks more like a lawn sprinkler. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a fucking water cannon, and that's what it is. <laughs> it's a fucking riot cannon. He just starts mowing dudes down with this huge like fucking water blast. Yeah, and eventually uh, the uh, fire department gets involved, so the PK. See split. They don't want to be around. Yeah, and Yang even comments. He's like, "Weird how uh, the fire fire department showed up before the cops. Weird. Fancy that." <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, uh, my next note is just super whiskey. Which <laughs> so, so Yang Yang went, ended up going to directly to Trunin's place because you know might as well strike at the heart of the problem. And uh, the first mm-hmm. two things you notice inside of his house is one, he has multiple portraits of himself. And two, and they're he all has, bad. They're all, they're bad, all yes. bad. And two, he has record. super whiskey, which uh, I guess it's is like his preferred a, brand. Yeah, it's just a regular whiskey bottle, except yeah, it just says super, like really, really big on it too. Not like a little bit. It's like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this is a really big super label. They got the branding. Uh, but yeah, in there. he goes and he goes and tries to talk him out of it, and basically get you know like, hey, could you at least denounce these guys or something? And yeah, Trina's kind of, kind of a him. shit about it too, because he's like, these guys are following me. I want you to stop. He's like, well, it's out of my control, and like Yang just stares at him for a bit, and he's like, okay, fine, I'll call him off. <laughs> Radicals, jeez, I don't have anything to do with that. Be, that sounds terrible. In the second Yang leaves the room, there's just immediately a dude <laughs> who just like strolls in, helmet off at the very least, but he's just kind of like. Oh, hey, how's it going, boss? Oh, oh, shit. Wait, were you in the middle of something? Oh, bother. <laughs> it's like, it's cool. He left, but like, fucking knock first, you dipshit. At least, at least you <laughs> took off your mask this time. Christ. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we, and, uh, we jumped to uh, Yang getting promoted um, uh, at, I don't know, wherever the HQ is. Uh, Sydney, yeah, his name is giving him a promotion, and he's also giving him like half a fleet. And yeah. Yang's kind of... But he's also giving him king shit of Suicide Mission Mountain, yeah. in which he says, hey, go capture the super fortress that we've tried six times in the last 25 years and had a full fleet wipeout every single time. If that's cool, could you do that? And Yang's response is basically... Oh, I'll try. 
yeah, fuck it, man. Yeah, it might end the war. Sure, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. Uh, and that is the end of episode three. Uh, there was um, a scene of them at the airport, but it wasn't important. Yeah, it was just yeah. sending Jessica off and clearly, you know, hey, Jessica can't be here anymore because, you know, as soon as Yang is gone, them fucks is back. Like, immediately they're coming back. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty known thing. Uh, so episode four opens up at Planet Onan, which is the Imperial uh, capital planet, kind of. And Reinhardt immediately is just, hey, I'm ready to take over. I'm super into taking over. Do you think we're about ready to take over? The Emperor sits on the throne of sand. We could probably take over. <laughs> that looks like a really good chair. Oh, that throne. Man, that, I could sit on that throne. I could sit this shit on that throne. Yeah. Damn. So the reason he's on Odin is because he is also being promoted. Um, he, we meet the uh, Kaiser Frederick, who's an old dude, and he gives Reinhardt control of half the entire fleet of everything. Because uh, I guess he's that good. Or he really likes his sister. It's not really explained why he gives Ryan so much, Reinhardt so much more. It seems, it seems like a mix. Yeah. yeah, it seems like he already had given him stuff, and after that display of skill, he kind of acknowledges he has to give him something. Yeah. It's like a really uh, weird apathy too. He's like, oh yeah, just we'll give him, we'll give him more power. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Frederick really doesn't look like he cares too much about the going mm-hmm. ons of his country. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's kind of checked out for the most yeah. part. Like he knows he's on his way out the door. <laughs> and so while this is uh, happening, also, we get to see some of the uh, other uh, admirals in the fleet, and some of them who have seen Reinhardt do stuff are like, "Yeah, this guy's actually pretty good." And some of the old guard who have entered, like, "Oh, this guy's still, you know, skirt admiral." Yeah, he's they're even nothing. getting to the point where they're just like, "Oh, it, he only won because the enemy was shitty." Like, yeah. no, it's <laughs> not him. No, 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 just always bad enemy. And it's like, well, that's weird because that bad enemy kind of kicked your asses, huh? They <laughs> kind of shredded your dumb shit. Uh, so then we uh, meet Machiavelli and Garfield we for do. the second time. Uh, and Reinhardt has just a really... Or no, it's not Reinhardt, no, it's, it's Kirkyeis, Kirkyeis, right? Yeah. Kirkyeis, yeah, has a short discussion with him. We learned two things, and that uh, Oberstein has artificial start. eyes, and that yeah. the Emperor may have been involved in a genetic... Genocide laws. Yeah, genocide. Genocide laws. Let's just be real. They're genocide laws. He straight up just says, he's like, oh, yeah, like his eyes start blinking and he's like, yeah, it's temporary. You know, it's not the greatest solution on the planet, but I can live a happy life. And hey, you know, if I lived a couple generations ago, you know, I probably would have been put yeah, to death. Yeah, the genocide laws, the I guess, aren't superior around. Superior genes laws. Yeah, yeah I guess they were around purged anymore. purged a few but... years ago. Oof, boy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they were dropped, but the Empire has done some real shit. Of course, because they're an empire. Of fucking course they have. They have yeah. to. Uh, and then... Uh, we see uh, Reinhardt go meet his sister. Go, yeah, yeah. We go straight to Reinhardt meeting with his sister, with Kirky Ice with him. Uh, Kirky Ice has a very extended flashback, uh, which involves Kirky Ice meeting Reinhardt's sister and getting his first boner. <laughs> yeah, he's hot for sister. Hot for sister. It's okay. pretty comical. Your sister's like, hot. How, how elaborate in detail they go into him having a boner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he meets and Reinhardt just, Reinhardt too is just like, hey, you wanted to be friends, right? All right, motherfucker, we're friends. And just like shoves it, his hand in his face. And he's like, we're friends now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really, really strong. But then Reinhardt's sister yeah, comes out. Uh, we mean we. I think we finally learned her name for the first time. It's Anna Rose, uh, yeah. and she yeah just walks over. She's like, "Oh, are you Reinhardt's friend? Up, oh, please be good to my little brother. Protect him." And just touches his head for like a second, <laughs> and he just like sprints off. He's just like, uh, "I left the oven in the bathroom. Gotta go." <laughs> just like sprints away. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we uh, get some flashback footage of Reinhardt as a kid. Um, it shows him, like, at school and everything, and some bullies pick on him, and uh, the first thing we see him do is slap the bully in the face. Yeah, this kid, like, tries to stick his foot out as he's walking to the back to, to his seat in class, and Reinhardt just looks at him and is like, so you're going to get the fuck out of my way, or... And the kid just keeps his legs <laughs> legs stuck out, and it just you just hear the slap sound effect, and Reinhardt just kind of staring at him like, say something. <laughs> just walks back to his seat and sits down, and Kirky Ice is just kind of like, hmm. This motherfucker's for real. All right, all right. So, of course, the bully uh, not having any of that tracks him down after school, and uh, Reinhardt agrees that uh, this guy needs to be taught a lesson, so he kicks him in the nuts and then beats his head with a rock. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only solution to these problems here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be specific, <laughs> um, Ryan then runs into a bully who 
you know, just talking shit, talking shit about his sister, talking shit about everything, saying, oh, you can't do anything if Kirky Ice isn't around. Uh, and Ryan destroys his nads, is what I have. Just like a full straight leg fucking I'm high kicking Yeah, this is like football punk style kick. Mm-hmm. Grabs a rock and just starts going ham on the back of this kid's head. Just immediately. Kirky Ice just grabs him and is just like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 chill, chill, chill. And then... Oh, shit, I have blood on my uniform. That'll make my sister sad. Let's frolic in this fountain. (laughs) Yeah, so... It's a really weird change of tone. (laughs) Yeah, it goes from child trying to murder another child with a rock to, let's play in a fountain. Also, they kind of have their full-grown adult faces on child (laughs) bodies, and it's real weird and really uncomfortable. Uh, Reinhardt returns home to find out his sister has gone, you know, to the... To the emperor at this point, uh, but walks in on his father like over a bottle of you know or a, like a bottle of brandy or a glass of whatever, uh, and a pouch of gold coins. Which Reinhardt immediately you know what the fuck is this man? What yeah. the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. And his like, father you sold was, my sister. Yeah, his father said something to the effect of they were going to take her anyway. Might as well got some money yeah. out of the deal. It's also you don't say no to the Kaiser about anything. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, exactly. He's like, what were you going to do? Get the rest of the family killed and then he'd take your sister anyway, man? Like, f- fuck, I'm sorry. I can't do anything about this. And it should be noted uh, he goes and goes- sees his sister and she's kind of resigned to this fate. Like, she's upset, but, like, she's not really going to do anything about it. Yeah, and she says, I will do everything I can to help your future with this, you know, power and influence or whatever. Uh, but you take care of it. <laughs> hey, Reinhardt, my 12-year-old brother, you take care of it. Hey, I got sold basically into, like, kind of a weird slavery wife situation. Could you just take care of that for me, bud? All right, cool. Dope, I'm, I'm dope, doing dope. it for your future, but don't fuck this up. Mm, no pressure. You're going to love it. So, of course, Reinhardt, uh, being a 12-year-old child, takes care of it by getting a gun and running <laughs> into the palace and fucking holding a dude up. Which, by the way, Kirky Ice just, like, sees Reinhardt running off to adventure and is like, oh, that motherfucker ain't having an adventure without me. <laughs> Runs down there and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go shoot the emperor I or find it shit. funny that this 12-year-old could just break into the royal palace with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> no They've really yeah, got to work like, on their security. The fence. Yeah. yeah, he just fucking jumps the fence and, like, rolls in there. Wow, good thing I'm not a terrorist. And immediately, like, one of the older guys is like, hey, don't do that. You're a kid. That's a, not a toy. And Reinhardt just, like, fucking shoots out a light. And it's just like, I'm serious, motherfucker. <laughs> the cops show up. Uh, they, you know, run away. Kirky Ice grabs him. And uh, <laughs> Reinhardt just immediately says, I have to overthrow these motherfuckers. I need yeah, more power like, than falls, these assholes. He falls down a hill and then has, like, an epiphany staring at the stars. He's like, yeah, I need power in order to kill everyone. And so like, yep, he decides, like, right there of- to just join up with the military service, I guess. Yeah, he just straight up, he's like, fastest way for me to get power is to join the military, so I guess I'm joining the military. That's life. Well, all right, next next, next plan. And then he, go- is looking uh, at he, go- he like- goes glassy-eyed, and he says, ah, regicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kilkai's just looking at him, and he's like, well, I guess his sister's hot. Might as well. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of and that like, episode. <laughs> and that's the end of that episode. And well, of course, you know, uh she explains again to him like, "Hey, you know, to take care." Oh, no, that's next episode. So yeah. next episode, uh we're introduced to Maximilian, history's biggest dipshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this guy just it, it's some random fucker too. Yeah, this isn't one of the he used major to be factions. like a treasury just- secretary or something, and I guess he stole a bunch of money from the uh from the not stole but embezzled a bunch of money from the emperor embezzled from yeah yeah from like the war and like funds and shit, used which, all this money say, to turn into like a weird hedonism like greek role play thing yeah it's it's all togas all if the you, way down and if you live here and shit. you have to wear a toga it is the rule yeah and he seems very into this but uh the empire is obviously pretty pissed because they took his their fucking money yeah, but it should be noted the reason he gets away with taking all this money is because he used that money to go to Fazan to buy this, like, satellite system around the planet he's chilling on that has huge lasers. Mm-hmm. So the Emperor hasn't been able to send any ships there because they all get shot down. Yeah, the Artemis necklace, which yeah. it just seems like is an automated series of, like, super cannons yeah. in an asteroid cluster around the planet or something. Uh, and, of course, yeah, of course the war profiteers were involved. You know, like, hey, how'd, how'd you get an Artemis necklace? 
Oh, you know, I just went to those shit. He, I, I fucking contacted Mr. Mean and asked him to hook me up. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mean, Mr. Mean's like, oh, those the Artemis necklace system? Somebody's using that for war? That's not what it was intended for. Oh, well. It's home security. I meant it for surgery on ships at a very long distance. That is what that's for. Everyone oh, knows I this. I lost count of my money. So uh, it it cuts to Ryan, who uh, has to put together his new fleet since he had it. So he uh, it's noted that he pulls up a bunch of uh, commoners and like normal enlisted guys to be his vice admirals, and he, he does this based on merit as opposed to being nobles or yeah, good he, houses. He just issues royalty entirely. Yeah. He, he just immediately throws the whole royalty angle out the window, and that's apparently a pretty big deal. But also, from what we've seen so far, is entirely one thousand percent the correct thing because every single member of the royalty is a fucking incompetent buffoon yeah. who cannot do anything right. So his uh, first order was to tell Kilki, "I say, go uh, capture dipshit Maximilian because he's being." Yeah, a jerk. it's um, of all of his admirals and stuff. Um, Kirchus is basically lower ranked than all of them. Like he's one step below what everybody else is. So. The main purpose of this is, hey, go out and do this thing so you can get promoted. Yeah, this will be... Because, like, uh, multiple fleets have been wiped out by this super cannon array. Uh, and we now meet uh, Berger... Bruno, I think his Ber- name was. Oh, no, Bruno. you're talking about the Bergen Grund. Yeah. Yeah, Ber- yeah Ber- Berger... Harrison Berger on. <laughs> Berger, man. We meet him, and he is... Fucking hammered immediately. This we is walk one of the, the door uh, and he is drunk. Yeah, it's one of the vice com- uh, admirals for Kilkeis' fleet. And he doesn't trust them at all because he thinks he's a brat. But uh, Kilkeis has a plan and uh, this kind of wins over this guy after seeing what it is. Yeah, he explains, you know, like, hey, here's my crazy move I'm going to try. I think it's pretty smart. Obviously, what they were doing before doesn't work. Please just trust me on this one. This will work. I guarantee you this. And the guy just apparently was like, okay, cool. Uh, we then had the flashback to Kilke Ice talking with uh, Reinhardt's sister again, Yeah, I believe. Yeah, this is a flashback and... to a couple days ago when they were with her, but um, after mm-hmm. he got the promotion. But yeah, she it's still plainly obvious that he has feelings for her in some way or another. And uh, he's trying to do everything to help Ryan to help her. Yeah, and she pretty claim, like clearly states... Hey, take care of Reinhardt. Uh, he is a little too ambitious on occasion, perhaps. Like she says, you're an adult in a way that Reinhardt is not an adult. Yeah, he and needs to like real him sometime. He's sharp, but he can also be really dumb. Yeah, he's very far-sighted, which is you know good on the long-term situation. But occasionally, he might barrel into some real shit and not see it coming because he can't see you know directly in front of him so uh we cut back to max and his toga party uh <laughs> eating eating ham i gotta hops, say you know, this guy the... he knows how to live like he's... yeah i mean he's having a shit and good time <laughs> this guy's enjoying himself just enjoying a nice steamed ham hanging out and having a good time uh then unfortunately uh there is the you know kirky ice is beginning to do his move whatever it happens to be mm-hmm. in this case and uh, is putting himself like just out of range and is doing something. We find out later it's Zephyr particles, yes. which aren't explained right now, but in the next few episodes we come to understand that they're basically just anti-laser explosion fields. Like It's yeah. just particles that if you try and shoot a laser into them, the laser will just be neutralized and the whole thing will just fucking explode. Yep. So Kim he's Kays just deploying been this. this around the planet in an effort to surround those... Uh, Artemis it, necklace yeah, the, they, they mentioned something about the engineering ships deploying right when the whole plan starts off and like yeah. all the people Bergen Grun and all of them are like engineering ships the fuck are you doing and they were actually distributing this stuff they don't say how but it mm-hmm. it happens mm-hmm. so Max yeah, being the dumb so, shit he is fires the laser because he wants to get these guys off his doorstep and blows up all of his satellites yeah. I have a note here that says Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When everything blows up, for whatever reason, it just makes a ton of Aurora Borealis. Like yeah. multiple. I guess Aurora. Bo- Is Aurora Borealis already plural? I, I don't think it can Aurora be plural. Borealis? Yeah. Aurora Borealises? Aurora Boreali. A smattering. Buffalo. A smattering of Aurora Borealis. 
a murder of Aurora Borealis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kokai um, sends a message down to Max saying, hey, your lasers are fucked up. You should probably surrender now. Uh, Max is upsetted by this. He's not really so upset as he just kind of loses it. Yeah, like, he, he knows his world's coming down around him. Well, clearly, this yeah. is my father's fault. Yeah, yeah. And he my starts commoners. blaming every single. Yeah, he blames every single person in the room, including his father, who I think we all refer to as Beardo. And <laughs> Am I so out of up, touch? if you would do so kind as to <laughs> explain exactly what happens in every, this situation. Everybody produces a knife. Everybody. Everyone. Everyone finds a knife. Like the old guy is standing on one. Yeah, yeah. When it starts, there, when he's freaking out. There's, there's this scene where the, he's really when he's really blame. It's around where he's blaming his father. He stands up near the buffet table, and there's a knife that it shows very pointedly. His foot is on top of. He walks away, and like his advisor, who he says, "Hey, advisor, how about you go incinerate yourself and pose as my body?" And the advisor says, "Actually, I have another idea. Here, it's a present. It's a knife." Yeah, they have a yeah, very E2 Brutus scene uh, where everybody stabs him. It's quite funny. Incredibly, yeah. The note is Etu Beardo for me, and it is, yeah, he stabs yeah. him, and then immediately, you know, guards get him, and all the guards just start stabbing him, and then he's flailing around. He, he staggers and he goes, like, toward his concubine, and they grab butter like, knives off the table. Ladies, clearly you love me, ladies. And yeah, just immediately they stab him with butter knives. <laughs> like Everyone's just fucking shanking this idiot, and he's rolling down the stairs. He falls down the stairs, and immediately we get to, hey, uh, tell tell that guy our we threw, overthrew our dictator. Like we're good now. We overthrew our tyrant. We're good. Don't Thanks, shoot. man. Don't you shoot. Can, yeah, don't don't shoot. It's cool. We stabbed him for you. Yeah. So Kokiyos <laughs> lands and makes his soldiers do everything, and it's pretty much a bloodless capture of the planet. To which uh, he mm-hmm. goes home to Reinhardt, tells him this, and Reinhardt's like, "Yeah, good job. We're gonna get you that promotion." Mm, fuck yeah. And uh, uh, so? the last scene of that was uh, it cuts to um, Mr. Clean, or sorry, I guess we should say Rubenstein or whatever his name is. Uh, Mr. Mean, Mr. that's right. Mr. Mean. Um, <laughs> and he's like, well, that sucks, but uh, I guess we sold the idiot some lasers. And like, oh, yeah, there's a comment where uh, one of his lackeys is like, are we going to tell the Free Planet Alliance <laughs> that their lasers have a flaw? And uh, he's like, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> there's a design flaw. We should probably stop. We should really take these off the market. What the fuck are you talking about? We, gotta we sell could more sell of them. them different lasers, or we could sell the information of how to beat the lasers to the other guys. Do you want to call, call, no call the Nintendo tip hotline to find out how to get past these necklaces? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's episode five. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, on to episode six, uh, we have Yang, who just kind of always looks depressed when he's near anything involving the military. (laughs) As soon as it was, if he, like, knows there's a badge within a hundred feet of him, he just gets sad. Takes off his beret and starts ringing it. (laughs) Yeah, so the uh, episode six starts with um, them the narrator kind of giving us an introduction to the Isilhorn Fortress. Um, It's placed on one of the two choke points between the Emperor and the uh, Free Planet Alliance. And it's commanded by two people. There's a guy named Stockhorn, who's the commander of the actual fortress itself. And there's a guy named Screet, who's the commander of the fleet that's chills in the fortress. And apparently they hate each other's guts. They fucking hate each yeah. other. They mm-hmm. do not count on each other. They always have the opposite opinion. They clash horns constantly. Yeah, because they're they both trying to outplay each, each other for promotions. So, like, they don't mm-hmm. work well together. And nobody in the leadership of the military sees a problem here. So... No. So uh, we cut back to Yang, who's uh, waking up at the uh, ripe hour of 10.30. Um, and he is... Uh, Y'all judgmental motherfuckers. Some of us <laughs> happen to wake up at 10.30 because our job requires that. I don't think his just... job requires that. <laughs> sure it does. His job of being on the couch. But uh, we a- learned... he, was, he was up really late napping the night before. Yeah, we learned he was late to the speech he's supposed to give because he's supposed to be giving like a commencement speech for his new fleet. But he kind of sleeps through it. <laughs> so uh, he goes to the speech and uh, goes on stage and has like butterflies in his stomach and does a really bad job and makes something about how instead of fighting for country, you should fight for food or something like that. Uh, it, was, no, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. I yeah, remember because tr- this is tr- the tr- fucking tr- best speech. Yeah. Because tr- first of all, you have to remember the secretary of defense was fucking stalling for him mm-hmm. at this point. Like the head of everything was just being like. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be here soon. Here's more words about the motherland. Everyone's favorites. And Yang just kicks it up and is like, hey, um, so fighting for the motherland and all that, 
Bullshit. Uh, tea, though. Tea's pretty kick-ass, <laughs> and I can't drink more tea if we're dead. So if y'all could, like, fucking keep it together so we all can enjoy some fucking chicken wings and beer after this, that would kick ass. <laughs> the, yeah, the crowd goes crazy over it. Like, yeah, and I love how Tr- yeah, Trinic does, like, this whole, oh, yes, amazing speech, and immediately just kind of scowls at him, just kind of like, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> just just laser cut her eyes on him. Just really like, son of a guy. bitch, how dare you? Yeah, because he has the respect of his troops. Troops where Trun does not. So we cut to a Yang in like a cafeteria or a lounge. He's talking with one of his, I forgot who the guy was. It was like a, the guy who was supposed to be acquisitioning stuff. Uh, Kaz- Kazernus or yeah. Kazel knew, however. The and the, uh, there's a different free planet, some other free planet alliance officer uh, being a dick to some server. And we're introduced to, I think, with G-Up's favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, Shenkop shows up and he's commander of the Rose Ritten, uh, Rosa Rittens. Ah. The Rose and Ritters, or the Knights of the Rose. And uh, they're kind of a a crack team of, like, uh, commandos, I guess you could say. Kind of like the Seals. It's kind of like a Seals situation. They they mentioned it in the passing, and I wonder if my memory is is kind of off here. Wasn't it something like they, they say it later, I guess, but it was like their founder was like a person who defected from the other side? Yes, they're all either uh, imperial, yeah, they're imperial defectors or like mm-hmm. uh, you know children or orphans of imperials. And so they're not really seen as trustworthy by default. Yeah, I mean, like they're citizens just like everyone else, but yeah, they're not seen as trustworthy. So yeah, yeah and there's all this- sorts of rumors about them. Like they had their last few, like four of their last nine commanders are dead, and then the other two before that retired with a promotion, and then some other ones. You know, it was just a, yeah, it's a mixed yeah, bag. Six, six yeah. of them yeah. actually yeah. turned traitors. So. Yeah, like they have a reputation of just being a problem, and so immediately Yang's like, uh, hey, yeah, so I would like uh, a glass of the Merlot, a steak, yes, medium rare, please, and uh, I want those fucking guys on my team. Yeah, he immediately asked for <laughs> those guys, an imperial ship, and a bunch of uniforms. So <laughs> <laughs> Imperial uniforms. So uh, we, after his dinner, we get introduced to his new assistant. They pull up a, a woman by the name of Frederick Greenhill, who, if you've been paying attention to some of the earlier scenes, there is an Admiral Greenhill. And she is his daughter, but she is his, like, new assistant for, like, doing fleet stuff. So mm-hmm. she follows him, and he gets on board a spaceship and goes out to his new fleet, and they set sail towards Izzelhorn. Yeah, and uh, when asked what his motivations are, uh, his first thing is just, I want to achieve peace via the capture, because it could be enough leverage to get us a peace treaty of some form. So we could at least get a little, little bit of peace. That'd be cool. Yeah, so what happened is uh, when they are all on, when uh, Yang and the rest of them are all on the ship, like he's giving them their, their plan, and the plan is hinging a lot on uh, Shenkop and his the forces infiltrating the fortress, yeah. and some of the other admirals in his fleet bring up the fact that these guys may not be completely trustworthy, and... Uh, while the if, leader's just sitting in the room. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. while, while Shenkop's sitting there, and he's like, if Shenkop betrays us, we're going to be fucked. And so Shenkup asks him a question to the effect of, why are you doing this? Is it for promotion or glory or any of that? And Yang's like, no, I just want there to be peace so I can go retire and drink brandy and watch. Oh, yeah, that's right. He also says, oh, what, what would you do if I happened to turn out to be a traitor and totally screw you over? Ooh, that'd and be Yang's bad. Like, Yang's like, well, that would put me in a fucking yeah. hell of a pickle, my man. <laughs> I'd be, boy, if you did that, I'd be screwed, man. Oof. Like, I'm kind of hoping you don't, because I'd be pretty <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, so his answer of, like, not wanting promotion or glory ring, that kind of takes the other vice admirals back. Like, they knew he was kind of a relaxed sort of dude, but they didn't expect him to actually go out and say it. Mm-hmm. But that seems to have won over Senkop, because he kind of approves of what Yang's doing. I also so. liked how Senkop was um, really... Even though he's testing Yang, he was also... It seemed like he'd done this before, and he was really hoping he would get him pissed off somehow. Yeah. And just every time Yang answered, he'd just go, Huh. Well, okay. Didn't expect that to work. Yeah. Yeah, well, not a bad So guy. later on, there's a scene of Frederick, uh, kind of brown... Uh, Frederick, uh, sorry, kind of brown-nosing by giving uh, Yang some brandy tea. And um, she... Uh, has a flashback there where they kind of reminisce over why they call Yang the hero of Alpha Seal or whatever. 
and it's because he vacked a bunch of people from an invading force and she was in there she and her parents were some of the people they saved so she has kind of admiration for him <laughs> they met up because gang was choking on a sandwich oh, like yeah. a dipshit <laughs> and she runs up to give him a cup of coffee and she just basically sits like do you remember what you said to me on that day? Because you gave me more trust than any human being I've ever met. Like, you gave me, you know, trust in you as a leader. And Yang's just like, uh, I don't know, not really. She's like, you said, why'd you bring me coffee? Coffee sucks. Wish I had tea. <laughs> I hate bean water. What is this? <laughs> what is this trash? I don't Oh, now I'm going to be up all night. Oh, piss. They, they like, <laughs> I don't think it's until like the OVA or whatever that they actually expand on Alpha Seal. But just the whole the whole issue with that was an entire planet had to get evacuated. And there was basically nobody around with like an infrastructure ability of like being able to coordinate and get people off the planet. And essentially, Yang just took it by the reins and got everybody off incredibly efficiently. And that's... They don't really touch on the series, but that's pretty much why everybody thinks he's amazing because that would have been a complete clusterfuck because nobody else was stepping up. Warfare is ninety yeah. percent logistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we uh, cut back to the plan is kicking off. They're starting. Yang is, you know, starting up this bullshit. So they're pulling in with their, you know, half fleet, their very tiny fleet, and just kind of staying outside of range of everything. Yeah. So one of the things that. Uh, the- the entire, like, if you were paying attention earlier when, like, Yang was trying to get the Rosenrittens and the Imperial ship, Yang's entire idea is in order to get the fortress, you have to get inside of it. Like, you can't just capture it with military force. You have to do, like, get inside of it and disable it. So what he does is he sends, he, apparently they have an old Imperial ship just hanging around. Yeah, they, they, they busted the, out a few headlights, yeah, made it look real ugly. They threw the Rosenrittens inside of it, and they start chasing it like they're attacking it towards the fortress. Um, mm-hmm. The fleet commander. And they have the Rosen Raiders like call in and say, "Help! We're being fucked up. We gotta go. You gotta gotta let us in. It's gonna be real bad." And immediately they just the, the commanders start fighting, and Machiavelli and Garfield just immediately responds with, uh, "So this is like super obviously bait, my man. So we're not gonna like do that, right?" And of course, fleet commander old wants boys some, fucking yeah. up again. Fleet commander yeah, wants just a bunch of the uh, you know glory, so. He immediately deploys his fleet to go protect this, you know, Trojan ship. Yeah, he just straight up says, like, well, there's, we gotta save him, we gotta save everybody, but we don't know what size the enemy force is, so deploy everyone, like, right away, <laughs> just fuck it, send everyone out. Sir, you realize if this is a trap, this is, like, the worst idea, right? It's just like, fuck you, we need glory, you don't understand, you dumb child. And then they have, uh... Through the credits, they have all the sequence happening of them slowly starting to dock and getting all that. It's, it's pretty cool, the presentation. Yeah, the it. Free Planet Alliance, like, seeing all the fleet comes out, kind of lures them out farther away from the fortress while the Trojan ship gets in. And that's the end of the episode. We see the Trojan ship docking on the inside. Well, there was something that the they kind of do a lot in this episode. The next one is whenever the Rosen Ritters have to um, they run some logistics or some guy asking for more information or verification of something, they always just do something really interesting to get past it. Like uh, when they first say, hey, we're in a ship, we're being chased by a fleet. I forget what it was, but they pretty much immediately asked for some more information that would involve like bullshitting or something. But they just said, oh. They aren't responding to yeah, the radio it's, anymore. It's kind of funny how they social engineer their way inside because like one of the mm-hmm. tips of social engineers is turn the question. If someone asks you a question, respond with a question to them, like asking for their authority. So like when they're trying to get doctor, like, dude, we have some cool ass intel. We got to get in immediately. And they're like, oh, okay. And they just let them in. You tell us right now. No, we, 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 we got to. There's tell only the one guy who knows yeah. and he's got to be on confidential. There. Yeah. He's got to talk to your yeah, boss. Confidential. He's, mm-hmm. he's dying Cannot like right be done now. over radio. He's dying really yep. fast. <laughs> we got uh, the next episode picks up immediately where this leaves off. Like it is the Rosenrittens getting off of the ship, and they're all they're dressed carrying... as Imperial guys, by the way, because they're pretending. Yeah, and they're they're carrying the the leader on their back, and he's all fucked up, has a head bandage and a mustache. He's the only <laughs> one in disguise. I love the that. only one in disguise. I, I just, There's no reason. Like, I, they don't know who he is. What I really like <laughs> is the idea that they're about to get, they're about to head out, and then Shinkop's like, "I want a disguise. Why do you need a disguise? I want <laughs> to wear a disguise. Give, give me the one with the mustache." Just the I wonder mustache. if the reason he had that face disguise is so he get that uh, blood packet squib 
that they had because he coughs up blood in front of the guy in order to get them to like you know move him in faster yeah they pull some like very inglorious bastards shit like where they're just like trying to bullshit their way through everything as fast as possible and just making everything very urgent and everything did to that point and it's oh it's so good like they you know they're like oh no he's really hurt he needs to talk to the head of the commander and they're like well how hurt is he he can tell us now and then he just like coughs up blood and they're like we gotta go and so they put him on this like you know the stretcher the medical stretcher and i just love the scene of there's just a cut of as they're running him in they just cut to him inside of it just kind of like winking at the camera yeah, he's for grinning. A second. <laughs> just kind of like got him <laughs> so meanwhile on the outside uh screet and overseen are in their fleet Trying, they're getting the runaround by the Free Plan Alliance and discover like they were kind of tricked into leaving. Um, at the same time, the Free Plan Alliance ships have gotten close to the fortress and start doing tricky maneuvers. I think uh, Yang makes mention they just kind of go forward and back in place while they're <laughs> around the fortress. Yeah, the, it was part of the trick of when the the inside team is just like they're going to do something really wacky. We I need to tell you exactly what's going on, or it's going to be a problem. Yeah, the inside commander uh, gets kind of concerned because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And yeah, the Risen Roten guys are like, "Oh, there's a secret thing they're going to do. You have to tell the commander." So they bring uh, Shenkup, who uh, is still acting like he's hurt, up to the guy to tell him. And I have Shenkup oh. pranks a bitch, where he tosses <laughs> him over and holds him captive. The thing that was really neat, it was the last little bit of trickery, um, right when they're about to bring, you know, they're about to bring Shinkop and everybody up on the bridge. There's a dude at the door who's like, okay, I need your identification in order to let you on the bridge. And the guy who's up front's kind of like, um, uh, uh, and he looks up at the screen where everybody's watching and he just yells, oh no, they're starting. It just, everybody's <laughs> like, the fuck? What? Yeah, what are the guys <laughs> like, just No, we out. have to tell Oh no, it starts. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we yeah, gotta tell them now. In, but to be specific with how, and my note is just get got, bench. Uh, he just, <laughs> like, he has him, he's just like, come closer, I'm very weak. And he's like lying down on the bed, he basically just baits him. He just fucking grabs him by the collar and just fucking windmill slams him over from one side of the bed to the other. And like rolls off the bed on top of him and just immediately pulls the gun and holds it to his head. And he's just like... Gotcha. <laughs> Just right away. <laughs> yeah, so the it's funny here because the commander of um, uh, the Stockhorn guy uh, is kind of being held captured or held hostage by uh, Shenkop. And one of his underlings is like, are we really going to listen to this guy? We just got to kill these like four dudes. You'll probably die, but, you know, we'll keep the fleet. And, of course, uh, Stockhorn immediately pussies out and says uh, surrender <laughs> to which this guy is like no fuck that shit and it goes and hits some like panic button that turns yeah, off the entire runs, fortress he runs to a yeah he runs to a console and like puts in a code real quick uh and it just immediately locks out everything the ship is in full lockdown there's just gates slamming down everywhere by ship uh, you, mean, you mean the fortress but yeah the fortress yeah yeah, yeah the orb the death orb the death basically orb. yeah the death egg yeah the death egg is being shut down everything's closing everything's being pulled in uh, it's just in full lockdown, like, weapons are disabled, everything's disabled, and basically just, like, fuck it, if, you know, we at least won't let them use this thing to shoot back at us with. Yeah. You know, at the very least. And so Shenkop realizes they gotta go, you know, turn off the main computer or whatever it is, and so this is yeah, causing gotta, a time problem, because it cuts back to Yang, who is saying that, well, the fleet that they sent out is gonna be towards us really soon, we don't know if Shenkop actually has shut down the... Uh, station yet so we can't get closer to it so there's a time problem so he immediately calls up uh sheik the commander of the fleet and is like uh yeah you shouldn't get any closer because we are going to shoot you with a space laser if you do yeah just bullshits him and says you know hey we've taken over the fortress we have the thor's hammer which is like the super cannon and again, Machiavelli and Garfield is just like immediately they are the bluff. super full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Why, like, they are why would they tell us shit. this? Yeah, he's like, why would they tell us this? They would have just tried to bait us in, ambush us, and blow us the fuck up. Also, why is it like? Sure, it stops shooting at their ships, but they're also still refusing to get within range, so they're not sure if they have control or not. This is clearly horseshit, says Machiavelli and Garfield. <laughs> to which the commander replies, like. No, I don't want to be shot with Thor's hammer. I don't want the big laser in my face. We're going to observe. And again, Garfield's just like, no, we, like, really, we have to go in. He's like, are you calling me a coward? Are you saying I'm cowering? And Overstein just kind of backs off. But clearly the answer was like, yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You kind of super fucking are. 
Uh, we then cut back to the fucking inglorious bastards fucking running up the stairs and throwing, <laughs> just throwing grenades everywhere. I uh, have the, Shankoff asks them a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so the Zephyr particles come back in full force as, again, these guys are like a really well well-oiled machine of like a guerrilla force more or yeah less. it's stated in one uh, of the earlier episodes that the rosen written are made like close combat specialists and so one of the things they do is put out those particles like they guess they have like grenades that put them out and that forces the enemy force not to shoot their laser because it shows them earlier blowing themselves up because they didn't know what's around yeah 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 so a bunch of them get blown up and then a second force comes in and you know the all these dipshits are standing here with fucking battle axes like all axes by the way no swords all axes no, it's all hardcore. the way down hardcore as fuck and this guy walks up and he's just like okay wait 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 wait. nobody shoot clearly they're using zephyr particles why else would they all have battle axes and they're he's like hmm hmm so you're smarter than the rest of them hmm and he just the best part is the enemy commander goes He's like, all right, men, prepare for hand-to-hand. And just immediately, Gets the leader just comes in, fucking axes him, and he's just like, prepare for this, bitch! And just fucking cuts him half, just like goes Yeah, it's slashing. great, too, because they're just like the animations of them standing there, and as the commander says this, he just runs up and chops like four of them off. <laughs> he just fucking slashes him with his axe. Yeah, like they're they're getting ready, and... No, you're not monologuing. Get out of here. You're when, dead. When they, <laughs> first, when they first see Shin Cop, they say, who are you? And then Shin Cop says, an enemy invader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't pretty, even believe just, him. Just pretty much just like saying, I am a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And my note says, prepare for hand-to-hand, and it's cut off with prepare for these nuts. And I think that's kind of what happened, more or less. It, it happens really fast, but there's also one dude, Shin Cop just stands up at a pillar and holds his axe around the corner, and a dude just runs into it. It's like a really quick thing. But at one point, he's just like, I'm not even going to swing at this. <laughs> yeah. So Shin Cop uh, eventually does succeed in uh, capturing the computer controls or whatever, and allows uh, he turns off like the guns on the outside and turns on the docking lights or whatever. So Yang sees this and starts docking his fleet. Um, see, we cut back to yes. Machiavelli and Garfield and the leader of the other sh- uh, ship, and you know he's just like <clears throat> the docking lights are on. What are they doing? It's like okay, we cannot go in now. They have control of it. It's too late. We gotta cheese it. And the leader's just like. You were just saying we had to rush in. He's like, yeah, man, like an hour ago we needed to rush in. But, like, you fucked it. Like, the whole point of rushing is that you do it fast, you dumb idiot. Whatever, man. Whatever. And he's like, I would rather die for glory. Machiavelli and Garfield just fucking gets in an escape pod and is just like, fuck this. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny because he's like, yeah, I'm going to go. He's like, we can't lose here. I have to die for glory. And Overstein immediately, like, it's immediate cut of Overstein in a ship. <laughs> <laughs> just immediately walks out of the room. Yeah. Where's he going? Well, whatever. So, um, they, uh, Yang and the rest of the crew now inside the station in control see that Seek is trying to attack and, you know, blows a huge hole in their fleet with the, uh, Thor's hammer. Fires the Thor's yeah. hammer, yeah, and cuts through like 10,000 ships or something. Yeah, like a he killed pretty much a million people in an instant. Yeah, yeah. It's real bad. And, you know, to that point, the, uh, the, one of the other people in the room just immediately is like, hey, so this isn't really as much of like a war or a battle as it is like a slaughter or a massacre to which Yang's like, you're right, man. This sucks. I'm going to try and send him a message again. Tell him to fuck off. Like, I'm going to tell them. Surrender or leave. Says, yeah. <laughs> they can either. Yeah. He even says like you can surrender or you can withdraw. That's cool. We won't pursue you. Just straight up. There's no need for bloodshed. This is fucking stupid. You can just leave. It's cool, man. I get it. You fucked it. To which the enemy commander, of course, being this brash fucking moron, is like, Well, my soldier's heart, you wouldn't understand. And Yang gets this message, is like, Soldier's heart? Are you fucking kidding me? You're yeah, I have, thousands- says, <laughs> I have a note here that says, Yang gets heated, no scopes the fleet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put, we are going to no scope the leader until they all withdraw. Yeah, he's, he's like, where, where that, we both where, agree it's a no scope. Where'd the message come from? Over there? That ship? Okay, fuck him up. It's interesting from a yeah. uh, character motivation point. This is the first time we actually see Yang get like actually angry at something. Yeah. He is like very mm-hmm. upset that the commander would put himself and his soldiers in that position. When, like, it's so obvious that they're not going to win. Yeah. And so, yeah, like he... Like, a full-out attack would clearly be a slaughter. Like, the the, the laser just would just massacre yeah. him. Like, again, remember, the fortress has been assaulted six times in the last 25 years, every single time with a total and complete rout. Like, every single time, every ship blew up, everyone died. 
And this guy's like, I'm going in. And Yang's like, you cannot go in. It's not your turn to go in, man. 2-H. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Just 2-H and fucking Super Dash ain't that broke. I'm gonna Super Dash again! No, don't Super Dash. I'm Super Dashing. <laughs> Do not full screen Super Dash a third time. God damn it. Who's Super Dashing? So, yeah, uh, he shoots Blow up the commander. <laughs> blows up the commander yeah. instantly. And uh, tells the fleet again, hey, you can surrender or leave. And they just leave. Like, everybody else got the mm-hmm. message. They fucked off. Yeah. And, uh, of course, now Yang is a superhero beyond a regular hero because he is now Miracle Yang because he managed to do something that, again, like, millions and millions and millions of lives have been lost in attempting. And he didn't lose a single person. No one died. Nope. Which I think is also kind of a credit to the guerrilla team. That yeah, it was there, a lot. To, like, of, take like, that shit 90% over. 90% guerrilla team, but... Um, yeah. He goes back to uh, Planet Heineken and gets a hero's welcome by everybody. And as he had said earlier to his admirals and whatnot, he puts in his two weeks notice to uh, the, I guess, fleet commander, uh, the Sydney guy. And mm-hmm. Sydney kind of guilt trips him in the saying. Um, he says, like, if you're going to leave, who's going to command your troops? They look up to you. They'll probably die in the hands of a stupid commander. And so uh, the episode ends with Yang kind of being conflicted, but staying in his position having you know won the battle there yeah yeah and that is the end of the episode and that is the end of this episode of podcast of the galactic heroes the the thing we're doing right now yeah so next week hey, we'll by be, the way uh, welcome to podcast of the galactic heroes <laughs> i never said the name of the podcast ever yeah next week's eight through twelve i think if you're, 8 through 12, yeah. yeah. And that was a delayed title drop, I think, which means it's the greatest podcast of all time. Hey. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Whenever you do a delayed title card, it makes it better, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how that title works. Title at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you play the opening theme. <laughs> <laughs> that was just now, if you listen to the podcast backwards, you'll find out the real message. <laughs> <laughs> Finally figure out who killed Kuvo. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was Vickus. All right, yeah, but uh, thanks for thank you for hanging out and listening, and uh, hope we catch you next week. And we should be on Google Play, iTunes, RSS feeds, Podium, and if you have another service you want us to be on, just hit hit me up, let me know on Twitter, and I will see what I can do. Uh, thanks. Hey, crazy <laughs> space anime. Oh God.